You broaden the path beneath me so that my ankles do not turn. Psalm 18.36 Chapter 1 Billy D. Alessandro stood on the front porch of her bed-and-breakfast antique store studying the white-hot summer sky. The drought had lasted 41 days so far, and there was no precipitation in the forecast. Business wasn't just bad, it was non-existent. It had been three days since anyone had come looking for antiques, and more than three weeks since a guest had spent the night at her B&B. She wished someone would turn into the parking lot, even if they were just looking for a public restroom. That sort of wish was a sure sign that she was growing desperate. The sun will not harm you by day, she quoted silently from Psalms. She couldn't remember the rest of the verse, but it contained something about shade, currently a much-needed commodity. Her cell phone rang, and she hurried into the shop to find it. It might be a customer seeking a rare and valuable antique, or a family that needed a week's lodging. Not likely, she admitted to herself, unless they were traveling to opportunity to attend a funeral. Her eyes darted around, searching for the small blue phone. It was probably her niece wanting to finalize plans for an upcoming visit. Pammy planned to stay for several weeks and had hinted that the move might become permanent. Billy loved Pammy and her four-year-old twins, but she was barely making ends meet as it was. How could she stretch her meager income to support three additional people? Think of the bread and the fishes, she chided herself, snatching her phone from the ledge of a helpful white secretary. It was Posey, her friend from the Ozark Mountain Chapel. Did you forget that today's the day Pastor Bob is doing a slideshow of their trip to Greece, she said. They went to a bunch of those ancient cities from the Bible, and you usually like that kind of stuff. <sighs> I'd love to go, Billy said wistfully, but I made up my mind to stay away from Joyce. She probably won't come, Posey tried to cajole her. You know she doesn't go for religious stuff which is why it doesn't make sense for her to be president of a church-sponsored singles group, Billy blurted out. She had promised herself she wouldn't criticize Joyce LeMay anymore, especially not to fellow members of the Dreamcatchers. She wasn't finding it an easy promise to keep. I agree with you, but majority rules, Posey said. She was voted in, and we just have to live with it. You might have to live with it, I'd rather stay home and play solitaire. Billy said it in jest, but lately she had been spending too much time doing just that. Pastor Bob was hoping you'd work a slide projector, Posey said. I'd do it, but I'm no good with that techno stuff. If you don't come, he might have to cancel the whole thing. Posey knew Billy wouldn't like to say no to the minister. Operating the projector requires pushing a button when you're ready to see the next slide. It doesn't call for much expertise. Billy wiped perspiration from her face with the back of her hand and considered the fact that the church's air conditioner worked far better than hers. Okay, she decided. Want me to pick you up? Would ya? Say about ten? Mm, between ten and quarter past. I have to stop at Pete's first. He's going to let me put a card on his bulletin board. Woo-hoo, Posey teased her. Pete doesn't do favors for just anybody, you know. Billy hung up and raced upstairs to take a shower. 
She had skipped the last few Dreamcatchers meetings because of Joyce, but this gathering would include people from all the church's social groups. Even if Joyce did attend, she wasn't likely to start trouble in front of an audience that size. <sighs> Maybe I ought to goad her into an argument, Billy mused as she shampooed her hair. If Pastor Bob heard the kind of stuff she's been saying, he might make her step down as president. It was a ridiculous notion, since Billy wasn't...